Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special episode of Hey Man, It's Okay. Mike and I have been pretty busy, and so today we're doing an episode that we've recorded separately, but we are doing an episode about burnout. So here we go. Welcome to a special episode of Hey Man, It's Okay, our separate recordings. I'm going to talk first, and then Mike is actually going to talk after me. I have a very special guest today. He is my little brother. He's a twin, not my twin. He's 19. It's my brother, Grant. Hey, Grant. Howdy, guys. How's it going? Thanks for being on today. Yeah, I'm glad to be here and excited to, you know, talk about this. Yeah. You know, last night we got talking about burnout. Because yeah. I wanted to know the difference between what you thought being 19 and me being 34. The difference in how we view burnout, how we deal with burnout. So yeah, I guess, you know, I we've been burnt out for the last couple of weeks. I took a break from social media for a bit, but now I'm feeling better. I'm feeling more positive. I'm feeling ready to get on this again. And, um, you know, being the age I'm at, it's burnout's tough to deal with. And it's going to be different things. You know, I've been working really hard at work. My wife's been really busy with her new job. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, what I know you've felt burnout too. Yeah, definitely. Um, Mine was more of depression burnout because in my younger, my past few years, you know, my parents, they had divorce and they dealt with the, the divorce. And so during that transition, it was about two years that it took. But during that, there was a lot of stress between the family, between my mo- mother, between my father, and the mental strain on you know me, my brothers, my little siblings who had to deal with it. It was it was massive, and so yeah, there was a point where I just didn't want to deal with anything, and I was at a really low, and I just didn't know what to do. And you know, I got to the point where I was having those not so great thoughts. We had we had woods in the back of our house, like we lived in the middle of nowhere. So I had those thoughts. You know, what if I just you know went to the woods and you know kind of went missing? And I don't. I never thought on actually doing anything. But, but you just got that thought: if if something happened, I wouldn't be upset about it. Yeah, and that's that's how low it was for me, at least for my burnout of depression. And yeah, that was. It wasn't it wasn't great, it wasn't fun, and it was not definitely not enjoyable. Yeah, burnout's, burnout's hard to deal with. You know, when you're feeling tired and exhausted and you feel like you've got a responsibility you have to take care of, it's like trying to move mountains to get yourself motivated to do it. And that's kind of where I've been too um, for the last several weeks, you know, with my birthday coming up and then with the anniversary of my cousin's death coming up in June, you know, these... The three months leading up to it are are pretty tough for me, but I feel like I'm finally making some positive moves, and I'm finally helping myself mentally. Yeah, I've definitely I had a I've had a burnout for the last you know two weeks with the military and not get, being able to get what I need um, medical wise, and then my work taking forever to actually get me a letter of recommendation. Um, 
And so, you know, I've, I've been at a point where I haven't had the motivation to do anything, find a new job or, you know, go out, find some new friends. It's, and again, different types of burnouts for different people and how they experience it. It's, it's something. Well, and that's kind of what I wanted to talk with you about because, you know, our age difference where uh, I can't do math right now, we're like 14 years apart, I think. And the difference between how I deal with burnout and how you deal with burnout or what even causes our burnout are going to be completely different, which is kind of why I wanted to get 15 years. Yeah, 15 years. Oh, God. You were born when I was 15, huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so weird. The last few weeks, I've realized that I'm the age my parents were when uh, when I was a junior and senior in high school. So it's so bizarre to think that I'm here now and you are kind of almost where I was because my parents and I are 17 years apart. Me and you are 15 years apart. So this is only a two-year difference. That is that is nuts. Yeah, so if I was two years younger, <laughs> you'd, be, you'd be at the exact same point that you were with your parents. Yeah, it's so weird. And it's, you know, it's been great having you here. Uh, Grant lives with my wife and I and has since August. You know, his, his brother was here with us. I don't know if he wants us to say his name, but he was here with us for a bit, and now he lives with our dad in a different city. But uh, Grant's still been here, and we've been... Trying to figure out how to live together and trying to figure out life together. Um, you know, Grant, since he's been here, he's got his license. He got a job. He got a car. Yep, I did. So things are moving ahead pretty good. Life life can get you down sometimes. It's hard to pick yourself up from that. And I know I've been a little bit uh, harsh with you a little bit over the last couple days. But, you know, I got to tell honest truth when I see something not yeah, working. Yeah, it's, it's better to be given the truth than, you know... Someone sugarcoats it for you. <laughs> you know, I haven't I haven't done any TikToks. I haven't done any Instagram posts. I haven't done any podcast recording. Um, so what happened with the podcast was the place that we were recording at, the last episode we tried to record, the computer ran out of space. And we were going to have to re- re-record the episode all over again. And with those technical difficulties, it's really disheartening. We had another episode where we had... Um, equipment difficulties and we were going to have to record an episode a third time and so having that happen to two different episodes was really disheartening and on top of that you know work has been really busy life has been really busy my wife started a new job in November and she's been working really hard on some events that they've been planning so it's just been a lot of things changing a lot of things happening and so you know, I took a break. I couldn't, I just couldn't record anymore. And, but now here we are again. I'm ready to get back into it. Life feels like it's finally like slowing down, kind of having some normalcy. So I decided today would be a great day to record an episode or at least part of an episode. Yeah. Cause I know Mike, Mike is going to submit his part of this about burnout after, after us. Um, but you know, it's so important to take a step back and recognize when you have burnout and realize what you need to do to take care of your mental health. And for me, it was just stepping away from social media and kind of ignoring my friend, my friends a little bit. You know, a lot of them reached out to me and it took me days and days to respond. And, you know, maybe I was dealing with a little bit of depression and that's okay. And I'm really glad that I took the steps that I needed to instead of pushing myself to do more than I thought I could mentally. Do you recognize in yourself 
when you feel burnt out or depressed or is it something that someone has to like point out to you oh no no i definitely know when it happens there's just points in my points where i just kind of try to ignore it and that's not the best thing to do with that (laughs) no as i've learned um because i i definitely definitely done the thing where you know you shut off your friends you you each don't talk to anybody because you just don't want to deal with it like you're like it this is enough this is this is too much like you just kind of shut down for me it doesn't take till like you know I lose all motivation burnout. Like, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to go out. I just want to sit at home and do nothing. Yeah, and that's definitely, that's not a productive way to get out of it. No, no, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> it's 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 definitely something really hard to get out of, out of a burnout. Um, but sometimes it takes, you know, family or one of your friends to, you know, say something, reach out to you to like, try to motivate you because, like, you know, we have family, we have friends because they're supposed to be there to support us. And it's really hard to get out of burnout if you're not letting them back in. Yeah. You know, I think, Grant, would you be willing to to kind of like more introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself and your background? Because Mike and I have done that, but I like, I want to have my guests introduce themselves a little bit too before we get too much further into the topic. Yeah. So again, you guys know, my name is Grant. I'm 19 and I little bit about myself so i moved out to washington about august with not i didn't i came out with you here with the intention to you know visit but it turned into staying with sky and his wife which i'm really grateful for but i had kind of a rougher history with my parents like like my you know my parents they were very toxic they were very well i wouldn't say exactly toxic but in that in that field yeah i mean they're there was a lot of things going on. I would say manipulation, a lot of manipulation, because there were a lot of things I was told by my mother that turned out to not be true um, about my other side of my family, or my Bridges side of my family. You know, I was always told, you know, they weren't great people, they weren't, they were all mischievous and, you know, liars, and getting to know them was definitely not that. And I went through, let's see, one, two, three at least five different divorces um well not divorces but breaks up break up you know court stuff so i had a really rough childhood and so i had to grow up and learn mature faster and get a sense of the world that i shouldn't have before you know i was 18 yeah um you know it's a little weird so when you were gosh how old was it when you guys moved out to maryland do you remember? I was, I think, seven or eight. Okay. So from the time Grant was seven or eight, I didn't talk to him again until he was about 14, yeah. 15-ish, I think. Um, you know, my my dad and your mom had a really bad divorce and a bad falling out. And, you know, you guys moved across the country, and that resulted in us not being able to talk to you. And yeah. then when you were about 13, I started reaching out to your mom to see if I could talk to you guys and I was really grateful that after wearing her down a little bit, she finally agreed to let us be able to communicate. And I really appreciate that. I've gotten to know you since you were, you know, 14, 15 ish, I think is one of the first times we got to talk. Yeah. And that was right about when I was like, just as I married my wife, I think was when we started reconnecting. Yeah, I, I actually remember that day. I was sitting in my mother's bed, and she's like, hey, we have someone on the phone for you. 
and you know you called i guess and answered and i was like who's that and then she's like oh this is skylar who who's who and then she explained to us that you know it's one of your brothers like oh that's right i totally forgot that i had another side to my family yeah because it was kind of it was kind of hidden and she kind of like blocked us all away for a long time but you know i told her you know that's not my fault why am i getting punished for the sins of my father basically and you know through that here you are living with me (laughs) yeah and i gotta tell you it's been so weird going from the role of a brother to kind of like a parent ish because i'm trying to help motivate you for life and it makes me think about my parents and it makes me think about the things that they tried to help me through that I wasn't appreciative at the time, but I very, I'm very appreciative now. But yeah, do you remember, you were like 15 and a half when you came out to visit me for the first time, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we went to the Olympic Game Farms, <laughs> and we had a running joke of bread. Because my wife and I went to this, went to this um, like bread outlet store. It's like where this bakery puts all their extra stuff. Uh, When it's a little, when it's getting close to the end of like expiration dates and we bought a bunch of bread and we put it in her trunk, they saw the bread and they asked what it was for. And our joke was, if you keep asking about the bread, you're never going to find out what it's for. And it wasn't until the day of that we were going to go to the Olympic game farms where, you know, there's buffalo, wolves, the wolves in cage, obviously, but the buffalo are out and you can drive past them and stuff, you know, um, it was Definitely a fun time, but yeah, we didn't find out till that day what the bread was for, and so now it's a running joke. So whenever there's bread in the back of a trunk, I say, I say, don't stop asking, or you won't know what the bread is for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we taught you how to drive a little bit while you yeah, were here. Yeah, and the was it Challenger. It was a Charger. Charger. It was a it was a V8 Charger. It was a hand. Yeah, you remember those mall cops? Yeah. Oh yeah, they told us we couldn't. Okay, you guys, when you were learning to drive. Did you not go and drive in like the mall parking lot to figure it out? Because that's exactly what we did because I thought that was the thing. But apparently you're not allowed because it's private property. And I had no idea about that. But we had these mall cops that were just, they were not One was cool. cool. Yeah, one was cool. And the other one was just like, no, you got to get off the property. The one dude came up to us and he's like, oh, I wish I could have uh, learned how to drive in one of these things. And then like a minute (laughs) passes as he's talking to my to to Scott's wife and the other guy comes up and he goes all grouchy and grumpy you can't be driving here because it's private property yeah so yeah that was that was pretty funny but yeah I mean we've we've stayed close and connected and you know these guys him and his brother deal with anger issues like I dealt with growing up and so they would call me and ask me for advice on how to deal with it which was really cool because I learned how to deal with it over the years and through through therapy and through the uh, support of my wife, I learned to control my anger. And I think their mom is really grateful that I was involved in that. Yeah, definitely. Because no one understands the the bridges anger more than I do. Because I've done all the research, I've done the work, and I, now I'm finally not an angry person, I don't feel like. But I'm really grateful to have you guys in my life too. Because I always wondered about you, and I always wondered if you thought about us, I always wondered if... You had if we were in your memory, all the time. Uh, there would be times where I would see, you know, this person in the back of my head, like, who's that? Because like, 
I went through a period of kind of like a brainwash for yeah. my mother, like not being basically exiled or excommunicated basically from the Bridges <laughs> family, and not and not having any communication or understanding who they were. Um, and it wasn't until I was about you know fourteen, fifteen that I started learning about them, and then I got more curious and curious. And it wasn't till I got to Washington, you know, moving in here that I started having the memories, you know, go visiting certain people would spark those certain memories that I remember when I was like, you know, six, seven, eight years old. Yeah, like a smell or a sound of someone's voice. Yeah, so there's this thing called pan dulce. It's like a Mexican sweetbread. And I remember when I was like five or six, I remember eating a bunch of it. And I went to my Nana's and she had it. That's our grandma. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. And I had it, and it just sparked one of the biggest memories of, like, my taste bud smell. It was the biggest, like, deja vu I've ever had. It was a brain blast. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, seeing certain people, like, with some of my uncles, they were great. Uh, getting to see them trigger those memories of that. I You know, I know who they are. Some of them by face, some of them by smell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a thing. Smell. Smell is definitely, definitely connects some strong memories. I would say, but yeah. So the, yeah, thanks for talking about our past a little bit. I know it's, I know it's really brief, but I thought it was important for the listeners to understand our history before we moved into more of the burnout topic. Um, Cause you know, we've both experienced our share of issues and manipulation and going through the toxicity and growing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, seeing how you've grown since you've been here has been really cool for me. And seeing you change and seeing you absorb the knowledge and absorb the lessons is is really great. And seeing how you've been dealing with burnout and dealing with, you know, me being hard on you a little bit sometimes has yeah. been has been really good and rewarding for me. I would definitely say I prefer things straight and, and forward than sugarcoated and, you know, lies uh, because you don't learn. Unless, you know, you know what the problem is. Right. Um, and when people sugarcoat something for you, you're like, oh, what I do? And you don't learn. You don't – you just continue to repeat that pattern. And so having you guys, you and your wife, you know – Being in the different environment. Yeah, being in a different environment and stuff. Teaching me these things and, you know, yeah, you're harsh about it, but <laughs> I learn. Yeah. You know, you, 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 you forgive and we move on and because, you know, there's there's no growth if you – if you don't learn your lesson and get out of your comfort zone. Yeah. And that's the thing is I want to see you be better today than you were yesterday. Yeah. Even if it's just 0.001%, any growth is growth. And, you know, sometimes it's going to be really hard. And I know that, you know, life is hard when you're 19. Life is also hard when you're 34. And it's a lesson to learn that maybe sometimes if you don't work for it or if you keep focusing on the negative, things are never going to be easy. And sometimes it's hard to focus on the positive when there's been all this negative that you've had to deal with. Yeah, definitely. So do you want to start off with one of your burnouts? Or Yeah. Um, well, like, I mean, I've been, I've been trying really hard to get this podcast going and to record episodes so that I can put them out regularly and trying to do social media to, purport, to promote the podcast. And I pushed myself... You know, my, my wife says I have a problem with committing to too many things. So I've been trying to take a lesson from that and trying to just do what I'm capable of instead of saying yes to everybody 
and setting boundaries. So over the last couple weeks, I've just felt overwhelmed. So I realized that I needed to take a step back. And so that's what I did. I feel really glad that I took that break, but I'm also now I'm ready to get going again and I'm really motivated. And I think that this platform for me is going to be a great outlet. Now, I think we've been trying to uh, like schedule our podcasts and like lay them out too much. I really like, you know, thinking about a topic that I come up with that week and just talking and seeing what comes out because I feel like it comes across more natural and it comes across more personable, I think, than trying to be like, okay, well, now we're going to talk about this, blah, 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 blah. Now we're going to talk about this, blah, blah, blah. You know, too much structure makes things a little boring. Yeah, I I, I see that. I I definitely understand that. Like, you know, like... It's like with work work situations over over a course of how many days weeks, it's boring because the con it's the same thing over and over and over. That's why a lot of people like having jobs that have constantly different changing environments. The monotony. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. And you currently work for a big employer. They're a nationwide employer. Um, I'm not going to say the name, but you deal with a lot of crazy people. Oh lot. yeah, oh yeah, especially in the evenings when when we get. People of this place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, they're definitely, it's definitely an environment that I would not suggest to other people. It's a good base job, but it's not something you want to stay out, for, stay at for, you know, one, two, 15, five, however many years you, you work there because it's a constant, it's just not a, not a work environment you want to be in. I think that there's nothing wrong with staying in a place like that for a long time, as long as you're moving up. If you stay in the same position for that many years, there's an issue somewhere. Yeah, I would def- definitely agree with that. They are a company that takes forever to get anything done, <laughs> especially for their employees or associates. Uh, they they just don't they don't really care. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 a pain in the butt to try to move up because they're slow. And, you know, I mean, yeah, they're a nationwide employer. They have a lot of stuff to deal with. But there's points, like, within your own facilities that they should be focusing on. And they don't. And so it makes it really hard. And, you know, you get that burnout. Yeah. Yeah. How do you, like, in your in your world, How what's your favorite way to overcome burnout? Talking to people. I would definitely say talking to people helps because you know you can share your share your emotions with others and get that ex- understanding of experience uh, experience that they've had, and you know it also helps when you have someone you can rant to, vent to. Sometimes therapy that helps too because then you you know you express your emotions, how you're feeling, and they can help you the best they can. I definitely suggest therapy. Yeah, talking to somebody, even if they're, I mean, talking to somebody outside your friend group. I think a a non biased third party, I think, is important. I think that's also another issue, though, is that it's really hard to reach out to someone you don't know. Yeah. Especially yeah. in my situations when I don't know anyone outside of my friend group, especially because of where I am. Uh, moving from, you know, Maryland, I, that's where all my friends are. And so I don't really have a lot of friend, in-person friends here. And it helps a lot better when they're in person because you can talk to them face-to-face. Yeah. How, like, so you, I mean, first of all, you didn't grow up here. No. You aren't involved in school no. you don't, anymore. You don't have a religious group you go see. No. So, yeah, making friends has got to be really tough. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, I have some friends from my work, 
but that's only a couple. And, you know, it just happens that we get along. But definitely trying to make friends, find a friend group to find. It's way harder than I thought it would be. You know, <laughs> trying to find people, you know, same age as me around the, or around the same age. Um, but a lot of things are like, you know, there's like those apps you can get. Yeah, like the meetup groups. Yeah, the meetup groups. I, you know, I, t- I tried to look and it's a lot of drinking. A lot of over 21 things. Yeah. And when you're 19, you can't go do those things. No, no, <laughs> you can't. And it's a pain in the butt because you can't really meet up with people because of that because they're going to go drink. Yeah, it's like you're not quite an adult, but you're not a kid. Like, hey, I could be a de- uh, designated driver, but that's no fun. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's tough. I like to deal with burnout by just cutting myself off from the world and just uh, interacting with people and making sure I'm taken care of and my house is taken care of and my wife is taken care of is kind of how I deal with burnout and taking mental health days from work. I love the job I do because it allows me the freedom and gives me the hours to take mental health days off if I need. And if I feel burnout, not pushing myself, I think is really important. And I really love working. I work for government, which is great. And I enjoy my job, but sometimes I just need that extra day to recenter and refocus myself. How would you say that you do, you deal with burnout, like trying to get out of it? Like you know, I think it I think it takes me a little bit longer to realize that I'm burnt out because I sit in my office by myself a lot because I work from home. And since November, my wife works. Uh, in office three days a week. So we don't really see each other a whole lot. So when I, it takes me a while to realize that I'm feeling burnt out and feeling tired just because I don't have someone else pointing it out to me all the time, like, like she used to. And so my, to deal with burnout for me, I mean, again, like you said, associating with people, I've got a couple of friends here. They're my best friends. And then, you know, I've got a couple of friends across the country who I talk to, but Really spending time with them and just talking, having like in-depth, loving, positive conversations is how I deal with burnout. You know, occasionally if I feel too burnt out, I'll reach out to my therapist and tell her, hey, I'm feeling burnt out. You know, maybe we can have a session. And I think there's nothing wrong with that. Would you definitely say like, you know, going out and spending time with them, like, you know, going to movies, going to games would help as well? You know, honestly, I like... Yes, I do like going out with them to karaoke. I like going to do trivia nights with them. Um, But really, hanging out at home and just chilling with them is my favorite. That's the best way. I love home. Home is comfortable. You know, we have a really nice back deck area. And we sit out there a lot and talk and just kind of enjoy each other's company. And I think... That's something that a lot of people don't do these days because everyone's so engrossed in their electronic devices and engrossed in their video games that they don't take the time to meet their friends and loved ones in person. And for me, that's been something that's so important. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'll just set my phone down and I won't I won't touch it for a, while they're here just so that I can really focus on being present in the moment with them and be mindful about who I'm spending my time with and what I spend my time doing. I would definitely say, yeah, you know, the thing about video games, you know, putting that down. Uh, I had a really hard struggle with that recently um, <laughs> <laughs> a little bit because, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I work the late shift. And so I don't get home till super, super late. 
you know, I just want to come home and, you know, chill. But I had to learn to, you know, you know, I can only play so much. And so, because, you know, I have, I have people, I have, you know, I have to take care of myself as well. You know, I have to sleep. I have to, you know, I have to get up. I have responsibilities in the morning that I help deal with, you know. And Sunday's cleaning day. Yeah, Sunday, especially the, yeah, especially Sundays. <laughs> um, I gotta go bed early on, early, early uh, on Saturdays, you know, because you know I have that in the morning. Definitely, well, disconnecting from social media, video games. You know, a lot of my friends are online because you know I moved. But even though I have that, you just you have to take a break. Yeah. Because you know, you, you know, they'll constantly, constantly be all, hey, like hop online. It's, you know, because it's kind of the only thing we can do with our my online friends at least is play. You know, they a lot of them are gamers. Like, hey, hop online. I was like, I'm sorry, I can't today because you know I'm dealing with you know so so and so, and I you know that that comes first because that's that's right that's what's in front of me. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a good way to look at it. Is when you feel like you can't take a break, that's when you're addicted, and I think it's important to take a step back and realize you're not addicted to something. It's just something simply to fill time. Yeah, I would definitely say video games have done that for me recently. It's just for a time filler because, uh, you know, I, I'm not motivated. I'm in the middle of a burnout and, you know, I just don't want to do anything. Yeah, which is what I'm trying to help you with. Yeah. I think doing this and talking about it, I think is going to be really good for you and really important because, you know, talking about how we all deal with this is is important. I don't think a lot – I think a lot of people don't share when they're burnt out. And so we don't see it and we don't know how to deal with it. But I'm really grateful that, you know, in this house, at least, we focus on our mental health. We focus on ways to help each other. We focus on ways to better each other. And I think that that's been really important in your growth. And I think, you know, as we continue to live together for, you know, whatever time it is, I think that we just need to kind of check in on each other and and make sure that we're all feeling okay with how everything's going yeah i would definitely say well being here i've definitely had a lot of growth yeah uh compared to where my immature self when i got here to now yeah for me i think one of the one of the stepping stones for you was being able to focus on yourself and not having a girlfriend to focus on (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah but uh by the way ladies he is single now why (laughs) I mean, I mean, I don't know, but, uh, you know, maybe they like your voice. I mean, it's, it's monotone. Will there be, will the, will there be fans of Grant? (laughs) (laughs) That would be funny. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yikes. Yeah. Um, anyway, I think that, I mean, I think that pretty much covers, uh, that topic for today. Is there anything else you would like to add? Uh, I don't really have anything to add. I think we spoke pretty well about it in a very broad spectrum. I want to encourage the listeners, make sure you're not burnt out. Make sure you take a step back and assess your mental health and assess where you're at mentally, physically, emotionally. Really take advantage of those around you who are working on being better. Yeah, I would definitely say, you know, give yourself at least like 10, 15 minutes a day to yourself to you know take a step back and look at where you're at during the day and make sure that you know you're okay meditate be mindful stuff like that well i guess that brings us up to um mike uh we're going to take a short break 
Here's a message from our sponsors. And until next time, everybody, it's okay to not be okay. Thanks for listening. When I lost my cousin to suicide and went to a dark place, I didn't know where to turn. I was struggling to cope with grief and was consumed by negative thoughts. That's when my wife suggested that I try therapy. At first I was hesitant because I didn't want to open up to a stranger and admit my struggles, but eventually I gave it a chance and it changed my life forever. Through therapy, I learned to be more mindful and present in the moment. I discovered new coping strategies for my anxiety and depression, and I developed a deeper understanding of my own mental health. With the help of my therapist, I learned to care better for myself mentally, and that has made all the difference in my life. If you're struggling with your own mental health, I encourage you to give therapy a chance. It can be difficult to take the first step, but it's worth it. And if you're not sure where to start, I recommend checking out BetterHelp. That's H-E-L-P, the sponsor of this episode of Hey Man, It's Okay. They offer convenient and affordable online therapy with licensed professionals who can help you navigate life's challenges. So take it from me, therapy can be life-changing. Visit betterhelp.com slash okay to get started. And as a listener of this podcast, you'll get 10% off your first month of therapy. That's betterhelp, spelled H-E-L-P, dot com slash okay for 10% off your first month of therapy. Remember, it's okay to not be okay, and it's okay to ask for help. Hello, everyone. It's me, Mike, co-host of Hey Man, It's Okay. I'm not sure if Sky introduced me, but I decided I'd introduce myself regardless. I do have to say this is kind of an interesting topic that we have. I'm not sure exactly what Sky has talked about because we decided to record this, you know, separate and remotely and solo. But that said, I did ask him if it would be okay if I recorded something for this episode because... One thing that we are going to talk about is burnout, and having experienced it on multiple occasions, I have a few things that I'd like to say about it, because it's it's frustrating, and it's disheartening, and all I gotta say is, it's at a point where I don't blame Sky. In fact, one thing that we've both talked about is no one's at blame here, and it's very important that he and I both know that and we've communicated that multiple times. You know, I don't blame him for what's happened. I I feel bad, honestly. There's a lot of times where I wish there's more I could do to help alleviate the situation just because like I, I, I see it and I hear it in his voice just how frustrated he is at the situation because nothing hurts worse than getting through an episode because we've we've had about three failed recordings and you know they they were pretty good at least two of them were i know we wanted to do relationships and we had to do a double take on that one um both failed horribly due to technical issues well the first time was just it was really difficult to edit which i can understand and i'll get to that in a second but the second time was due to microphone issues mainly on my side of things but that said it it didn't make for a good podcast episode it would have been too distracting for you you guys out there we decided to move on from that to doing enneagrams that was an episode and i remember there was there was some sort of memory issue if i'm not mistaken i'm sure sky talked about it more and i know he was so frustrated about that and I felt so bad because 
you know, there's not much I can do about that. And again, not putting blame on anybody for that. It's just the episodes came out so good. They they were great, honestly. And it's a shame that we can't we don't have any way to, you know, get that out to you guys because it would have been fantastic. I think it would have been very insightful. It would have had a lot of there was a lot of deep thinking into it and we just kind of play off each other and I think that's why we're pretty good co-hosts for doing these episodes. That said, I completely understand where he's coming from. It's definitely the type of situation where you want to flip the table over and say, I'm, I'm done, I'm out, or at least in the moment, that's how it feels, just because you can't use that progress or whatever we did is null and void. It just, it, it doesn't count. So because of that, it's kind of put things in a really weird and awkward place. And to Sky's credit, I'm glad that he decided to do this just because it's a way for us to get something out to you guys and explain the situation. So you don't think that, you know, we're abandoning this project. We're abandoning the podcast because that's, that's not it at all. Um, honestly, I've, I've been trying to talk to Sky to ask like how he's feeling, and I don't want to push him too hard because um, that's the last thing you want to do. You, you don't want to make this feel like a chore. It's coming from a place of passion and, and concern and care. You know, There's a lot of empathy going on here, and the last thing I want to do is turn it around and make it feel like, oh, we got to do a podcast. Oh, we get, we got to go record something. We have a schedule. We got to stick to it. Otherwise... Otherwise, we're going to start start losing listeners and stuff like that. that. That's not what it's about. First most, it's got to be that we want to do it. Secondly, you should enjoy it. And thirdly, when it starts becoming a chore, I think that's when you got to say, we, we need to take a break or we need to reevaluate things. So the reason why I wanted to give my two cents in on this topic is because I had or i guess technically i still have a youtube channel where i would do let's plays for those who are unaware a let's play is video game footage with commentary over it it's kind of archaic nowadays i believe you have streamers which are people who do live gameplay footage with live commentary sometimes you'll have a window where they show themselves or you have like a virtual version to imitate them speaking and what have you it's not important point is i would run my own channel and i've had de technical issues i've had times where my mic would start acting up um i've had issues where the recording would stop it, basically i would lose progress and it would get super frustrating and disheartening there were days where I would have to do a lot of editing in parts. I remember that specifically because there, there were times when I would be like, I don't want to do this anymore. So I completely understand when Sky would come to me talking about he wouldn't want to edit. I, I'd be like, I know exactly what you mean. I've been there myself. There's been times where it's like one day you're just super passionate and you're just like, oh man, I'm starting a new game. I can't wait to get into it. I can't wait to like go over all these parts. Like you're remembering a lot of things where it's like, oh, I can't wait to get to this and talk about it, get my own two cents getting to this part. And then, you know, you get to, and the, the commentary just doesn't turn out great or it's like, man, I, I really, 
I didn't have a lot to say there, and I had to do a lot of retakes. And I bring this up because even doing this whole little take for the podcast, I've had to do a few retakes myself just because I'm like, nah, I don't have a lot to say here. It's like, man, get to the next point. So, you know, there there's sort of this stress on trying to have a certain quality with things. And I, I get it. And I'm not I don't blame Sky at all. In fact, if anything, it's just like, oh man, Sky's become this old reflection of myself. So I see a lot of like my past within himself going through a lot of these things and I I really empathize and relate to his plight a lot of times. And if anything, I hope that he he kind of understands that that I do know and I do understand. Uh, but more importantly, I want you viewers to also kind of get that there's a lot of work that goes into production, and there's a lot of things that happen behind the scenes that, and that's why things might be in kind of a weird state at the moment. But you know, we're still talking, we're still working through it part of it is just trying to move forward and trying to you know get back on track some of it's going to be a bit slower and some of it's gonna kind of be a work around or like working towards trying to get that flow back because that can kind of get a little messed up especially in a rough state like it is right now I know with recording, a lot of times it would kind of be like maybe you have a bad part out of like every few parts just because it's like it was a very like not a lot happened or there's a lot of things that need to be edited or it's just kind of like, man, I wish I was a little bit more enthusiastic. And that's another thing. If you're not feeling it, it's going to be picked up in the recording and that can get very disheartening when you're going to the editing phase where you're just like, man everything just turned out garbage and it it can hit the self-esteem and that's just not good for anybody but more importantly when it comes to trying to have things done at a set pace it can be very hard on the self-esteem just because when you don't reach a set schedule or like you don't hit a set points it feels like you're letting yourself down you're not really letting anybody else down although you might be but I think at the end of the day, it really does a number, not just on being disheartening and frustrating, but it's also just, you feel like you failed yourself, and that that can be problematic too. That's something I've noticed when doing a lot of parts in the past, just I, I wanted to hit a scheduled pace, I wanted to make sure things were done in a certain way, and I know... Sometimes it would be very much on schedule and things would be very good, but other times it was problematic, especially when it came to editing. It, it, things would feel like a chore. It would would all kind of tie together and just become this big ball of I don't want I don't really want to do it. I I I just want to give up or I want to take breaks. And the problem with that is I know sometimes I would just I would shook things off until I forget about it and then. I'd be like, oh crap, I need to get back into very much kind of a procrastinating mindset. That's pretty much all I wanted to say. So, um, if anything else, you know, thank you for listening and thank you, Sky. Love you, buddy. Hope you're doing all right. And uh, yeah, take it easy. Talk to me sometime soon. Hey, Mike, why do you think we're friends? 
in an ideal world, what would the next year of your life look like? When someone asks you what you're thinking about and you say nothing, what are you actually thinking about? In what ways do you sabotage yourself? With Let's Get Real Bro, a brand new card game for guys to connect, dig deep, and get real, you can ask these questions to your friends and many more. I know Mike and I have really enjoyed playing this game. Go to our website, heymanitsokay.com, scroll to the bottom, and click the link to get your very own copy of Let's Get Real Bro. You've activated my nudge card. I love you, man. Love you too, buddy. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hey Man, It's Okay. We are hoping to have more episodes out to you more often now that we have a few recorded. So thanks for your patience and thanks for sticking with us during this time of growth and discovery. Make sure to check out our website, heymanitsokay.com, to view our sponsors, to see our release schedule, and to sign up for alerts. So until the next episode, remember, it's okay to not be okay, and we'll talk to you then. Mm -hmm.